0: Hello and welcome to Timeless Truths, a sermon podcast from St. Mark Ministries in Greater Green Bay, Wisconsin. This week we wrap up our series, Home Life Broken to Blessed. In episode 17, let's join Pastor Ben team as we learn what it takes to be a redeemed household. So open up your heart, open up your Bible, and let's dig into these timeless truths. There you are, stuck on the highway. On the shoulder of the highway as cars fly by at 80 miles an hour you're going zero miles an hour and going there quickly you were able to putter over to the shoulder at least at least you're out of traffic but you know that even a clip by a bumper at that kind of speed is enough to put you in the emergency room so after calling the tow truck you sit in your car and pray Pray that nobody is on their phone and drifts over the line and slams into you because you know that would be bad. You recognize the risk, the danger. And so you pray for redemption. And it comes before the tow truck ever gets there and you see red and blue lights flash behind you as a police officer stops behind and a little to the side of you putting herself and her vehicle as a little bit of a barrier between you and traffic. Say a police officer has a my life for your rescue mentality. And it's that attitude, my life for your rescue, that flows beneath all of chapter four of Ruth. That's what we're going to be diving into in this final segment of this sermon series, Home Life. You remember as we've walked through this short little book, just four chapters, 85 verses, That we've looked at how complicated home life is, no matter what your home might look like. Whether you're single living alone or with roommates, you're married, married with kids, or anything in between. It's not easy. In chapter 1, we saw how friendships, real friendships that make a difference in our lives, Don't happen by accident. They don't just happen because we weren't intentional about them. They happen when they're built on the foundation of a committed, loyal love. A Hebrew word that we learned in week one, chesed. A theme that we've seen, a word that we've seen, and a theme that has gone through this whole book. In chapter two of Ruth, we talked about how that chesed makes a difference in our workplace interactions in our conversations between men and women chapter three we saw how that chesed turns when it comes to looking to build a home what you look for in a potential wife or husband chesed allows you to push aside all the noise all the distraction and isolate the criteria that really matters at reducing unnecessary risk when it comes to building a home. And here in chapter 4, we see the legal proceedings that establish this home between Ruth and Boaz as a place of chesed. And here in chapter 4, we see that chesed come to a fine point kind of distilled to its essence in this second hebrew word that we've got to learn the word goel sometimes you'll see it translated in various ways it's guardian redeemer redeemer uh, to redeem goel is actually the word that's used both for the person who does the action and the action itself we do the same thing in english a teacher teaches a hunter hunts a goel goels Redeemer redeems. This word has a rich and full history throughout the Old Testament. We see it first show up in poetry in Genesis. This is the passage where the, the word goel first comes in. The angel who has delivered me, this is Jacob now speaking. Jacob who had been rescued by God is now blessing his grandchildren he says the angel who has delivered me from all harm may he bless these boys Jacob recognizes that the angel of God the pre-incarnate Christ himself had redeemed had rescued Jacob and it was his blessing that Jacob wanted on his grandkids fast forward about 400 years and the angel of God is not going to rescue one man. He's going to rescue a whole nation. Again, the word goel shows up in Exodus chapter 6. I will free you from being slaves to them. God talked about Israel's slavery to Egypt. And I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. It's clear that the God of the Old Testament, Yahweh or Jehovah, how he refers to him in the Old Testament is the redeemer for all of Israel. And redemption has a different nuance than some of our other big words that we've talked about, things like rescue. It's not that these are different concepts. Really, what they are are different facets of the same diamond that we look through to see the beauty of what we call the gospel, God's rescue mission for humanity. Redemption has this idea that two parties come to the table for a negotiation the first party the redeemed has nothing to offer they bring nothing to the table in fact they bring less than nothing they bring a desperate need the other party comes with everything necessary everything needed but the redeemer doesn't bring everything they have they just bring everything that's needed but what's needed puts at risk everything they have we see that true come true as Yahweh rescues Israel we have another passage in Exodus 15 in your unfailing love you will lead the people you have redeemed actually both our Hebrew words that we've learned so far show up in this verse unfailing love chesed you have redeemed goel there are more than 90 occurrences of this redemption word in the old testament i'm not going to walk through all of them with you but i do want to show you one more it's in jeremiah 31 this one says for the lord will deliver jacob and redeem them from the hands of those stronger than they this is hundreds of years after israel had been rescued from slavery in egypt they were no longer afraid of Egypt. But they were afraid of the empires and nations around them. And it was clear that God's work of redemption did not expire when they left Egypt. He was committed to them. He was loyal to them. And as often and wherever they needed it, He would redeem them. This is, go- this is Hesed. And what Yahweh would do for Israel, Boaz would do for Ruth. See, these two are pictures of each other. Each helps us understand the other. In God and Israel, Israel brought nothing to the table. Not only did they not have anything to offer, they had a desperate need. God, rescue us! Redeem us! We're in trouble! And God brought everything needed. And he put at risk everything he had. He put at risk his reputation. Because if Israel were conquered back in those days, people would think less of Israel's God. He put at risk the, the danger of being mocked. <laughs> Seriously, you're Israel's God? <laughs> Who are you? Pipsqueak. He put at risk his trustworthiness. Well, if God can't rescue them, then why would I follow that God? He put it all on the line. Risked everything. The same way Boaz did. See, Boaz did it for one person, but he risked everything he had. His, his own reputation. His own wealth. His own future. The other unnamed redeemer, the person who has a closer kin than Boaz accurately identified that risk when he said then I cannot redeem it because I might endanger my own estate the other guy recognized that by picking up this responsibility he risked his own wealth his own family his own reputation he just couldn't do it but Boaz was willing to take on the risk He was willing to fulfill the role of Goel, of Redeemer. See, here's how it would have happened. In In these legal proceedings, he went in and he purchased the land, the inheritance of Elimelech. But he didn't purchase it so that he could get wealth out of it, so that he could feed his family out of it, so that he could make a living with it. He purchased it so that he could give it away when finally Elimelech had an heir and that firstborn son to Ruth was going to be not his son not his inheritor but Elimelech this was a tremendous financial risk but Boaz was willing to take it because he saw the need of Ruth and Naomi He was willing to take responsibility for them, a responsibility even more dangerous because in the Mosaic law that that Boaz would have known so well, God had forbidden his chosen people of Israel to marry outside of their nation. Ruth was a Moabite. She was a foreigner. But for Boaz, the law of mercy, the law of chesed took precedent. It was the higher law. And so he would redeem. That's what he did for Ruth and Naomi. What he does for you and I is a little bit different. He embodies, he lives out as a living, breathing version of this chesed in Goel. But what he actually does for us is he points us to a greater Goel. Because it wasn't just one person needed to be redeemed it wasn't just one nation that needed to be redeemed it was the entire human race and it wouldn't be one man who redeemed them but it would be the god man christ jesus the new testament picks up on this idea of goel several times but let me show you just the galatians passage where it comes out so clearly this is from galatians chapter 3 christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us for it is written he redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit you see what's happening here what how that concept of goel is now being expanded to everybody in need and humanity is in need. Look around us. and We see death everywhere. A ubiquitous and never-ending lack. Loneliness and despair. We bring nothing to the table and God brings everything. Jesus had a throne in heaven. Jesus had the power of creation in His words. He had eternity behind Him and in front of Him. Mortality nowhere to be seen. He brought everything needed. We brought, well, things that happened to us. But the things we've done to ourselves, an entire race hell-bent on pursuing our own pleasure, everyone else be damned. An entire race hell-bent on our desires, no matter who gets hurt. An entire race hell-bent on getting, promoting, conquering, no matter who gets run over by the bus. But it's not just humanity in general that brings nothing to the table. It's each of us, each of you and me, brings only need maybe you sense that as you worship with us online today as you walked into the building you sensed a deep need a deep lack you need a goel but it can't be you that's the the solution that our world tries to offer that you can work your way to finding financial peace That you can resuscitate that marriage that you've killed time and time again. That you can be good enough to be worthy of the admiration of the right kind of girl, the right kind of guy. But as long as you try to fill your own emptiness, your own need, as long as you are your own redeemer, you cannot succeed. Ruth had to come to the table with her only her need and then she trusted that's how chapter 3 ends right Naomi saying be patient let Boaz go to work are you willing to do the same with God to bring only your need your sin your brokenness or will you attach some strings Okay, God, I'll follow you, but don't expect me to give up one practice, one vacation, or one leisurely weekend, just because you ask it. Okay, God, I'll follow you, but don't expect me to change anything about those relationships, even if they take away from my relationship with you. Okay, God, I'll follow you, but... I'm not going to meet with those people in that place at that time. I'll do things my own way, thank you very much. See, most people don't actually want a redeemer. They want a helper. A redeemer requires that you and I admit we have nothing to bring to the table. A helper, on the other hand, means that we're pretty okay and we just need to get over the hump. Jesus told a story about One person who wanted a helper. One person who wanted a redeemer. He tells the story of two men who went to the temple to pray. The one guy, he's a pretty okay dude. Had his life together. The other, a train wreck. The first man raised his arms and his face to the sky and he said, Thank you God that I'm not a mess like those people. Thank you that I'm so good. The other man bowed his head. Lord, have chesed, have mercy on me, a sinner. And in Jesus' own words in Luke 18, I tell you that the second man, rather than the first, went home justified before God. See, Jesus is the only one who can be your goel, the goel of all of humanity. Only he can redeem you. Remember, we've been talking about chesed is not uh, deserving, it's about a decision. And in Jesus, the almighty, eternal God decided to love you. That love drove him to redeem. Just like Boaz, he was willing to risk everything. His throne in heaven, his eternity, his oneness with the Father and the Son, he put it all on the line and he became a curse for us. But better than Boaz. Boaz was willing to risk it all. Jesus actually Lost it all. Because he put on human flesh. He became like you and I. And it's fitting that as we've decorated for Christmas, we put the cross next to the manger scene up there. Because he put on that flesh, and that's what our next series is going to be all about. The chesed, the grace that comes because Jesus did. Hopefully you'll join us for that and bring your one. But when we look at that cross, we see our God who gave up everything. So people who have nothing to bring get everything they need. He puts into practice that my life for your rescue attitude. He follows through on it. That's the blessing of a goel. And it's a blessing that comes that doesn't maybe fix our brokenness the way we want them to. It doesn't write a check to pay off the credit card bill. It doesn't take back the words we said in anger in that fight this last week. It doesn't bring back from the dead the person you grieve to sit next to you. His blessing comes in the midst of brokenness. Whatever your brokenness, your particular type of brokenness might look like. That's the redemption of Goel. And you know, now that I think of it, this series we've been talking about, probably is better named. Home life. Broken and blessed. Because that's who we are in our Redeemer. Amen. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Timeless Truths. Whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time listener, we're glad you could join us. For more information or to support the work of St. Mark Ministries, check out our website at stmarkministries.com. Be sure to tune in next week as we kick off a brand new series, Grace is Coming to Town. And remember, you matter and you are loved.